Hi, I'm Paul, and I'm here to help with that. And we are... SP Film Viewers. Hi, this is Paul. Before we begin the episode, just wanted to make you aware that there'll be some swearing And there may be a little bit of distortion on this episode as we recorded it on Zoom. So hopefully it doesn't detract too much from the conversation because it's a really good episode. Very happy with how it turned out. So with all that being said, hope you enjoy. Here we have our first episode of Monster Mart. Soph, how do you feel about reviewing this film? I'm not filled with joy and I'm not filled with joy with Monster March, to be fair, because I feel like it's just going to be the same film with a different monster basically but the same story well this is slightly different anyway so hopefully we get some good content out of this one <laughs> it's actually i'm wondering if i prefer monster march or halloween at least halloween is a little bit more versatile mm-hmm. which is weird for me to say because i hate anything scary yeah monster okay. march is just a bit blah. okay <laughs> i'm killing your little boy heart here aren't mm. i but yeah, no, it should be good. And we've definitely got a good guest, so... Yeah, we definitely have. And for today's film that we're going to be talking about, to quote Ian Malcolm from the first one, that is one big pile of shit. Don't you agree, Alex? Oh, yeah. Uh, they were thinking... You know, they were thinking something terrible with this one. Man. <laughs> they were thinking something so terrible with this one. I don't even want to get started. But let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, so welcome, everybody, to the, the episode. Joining us this time is my very good friend from school and beyond, Alex. Uh, Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, very gracious to have you on this, especially talking about, well, the franchise that means a, a great deal to both of us, but um, to be talking and riffing on this one mm. in particular that Sophie hasn't seen, she's she's not she's seen all the other ones now, but she hadn't experienced this one, so I thought it'd be a fun one to talk about. What the hell? <laughs> Here <laughs> we are. Uh, yes, thank you for uh, opening the uh, the constantly reopening wound that is Jurassic Park Three. I, I appreciate to be invited. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Yes, let's go. <laughs> so you lovingly decided that I hadn't seen enough Jurassic Park films that you had to put me through the third one, which in my instance, any film that has to have a third film, you don't really watch. I kind of think it's like that's when it goes downhill. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened. It got to a point of where I started doodling in my book. It got that bad. Uh, it's just love hearts, just trying to make myself feel here. <laughs> Going to your happy place. Go to my happy place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's not much kind of uh, what I've wrote down here because it's like I just don't know why you made me watch this for an hour and a half. Did you like timestamp? The doodles, so we can kind of like see where your brain was going at what point in the film. So if you start doing love hearts at a certain point, we could maybe triangulate at what point in the film you were at. I think, did you just give up in the end? I think, you kind of just went, oh, yeah. just do it. 
it actually looks I started initially with just the title where I was just like kind of frantically, <laughs> frantically. frantically. <laughs> get out of my memory I love how that's come about when Billy comes on I don't know if that means something <laughs> maybe it's because he had a camera yeah. Paul's just glaring at the book with hatred like what, what is this <laughs> oh, no, no uh, yeah this film I'm going into it because um, I'm one of those people that really liked the second one Mm. which I found out the older I've got and the more YouTube videos I've watched. The second one actually isn't as well liked as I thought. Um, yeah, but, I thought uh, that as well, to be honest. Like, um, yeah. I did, obviously, it was sort of like still in the hype from the first one as a kid, remember a thing. But like, as, like you say, as you get older, you kind of notice the flaws a little bit more. It's like, mm, that doesn't quite yeah. work. Or this, this, this acting's a bit bad here and that kind of stuff. And the flow is a bit yeah. odd. odd but. And, and I, I just remember, because I was so hyped for it as a kid, like I, I remember I collected all merchandise. Mm-hmm. You know, I got all the action figures. I got like a little binder and stuff like that. And I just, I was so obsessed with it. And uh, I loved it so much when I saw it in cinema. And then I carried that forward. Obviously, I was getting a bit older, so you kind of hide it a bit more because you're embarrassed that everyone's like, oh, look, I look at look at my dinosaur merchandise. It's like, you're, you're 13, Alex. Oh, yeah, sorry. You know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then going into the third film, I remember the red flag for me, like, it was immediate, where it just said restricted in giant letters at the start. Do, do, do you remember at the, at the start of the film, it just goes yes restricted. restricted yeah and i was just like imagine if if they opened the second film like that <laughs> just you know it would have just completely immediately ruined it and i just remember oh yeah oh god it's all it's all happening it's all flooding back <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah i think i said to you before about um i mentioned that this for me this was Sadly, this was the first DVD I ever bought, <laughs> and, and expecting high hope. I didn't think I obviously didn't know it was at the cinema. It must have just passed me by or something, or at the point when you would have got lucky. that. But, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I got it and think, oh, this will be great. I'll have Jurassic Park me, and um, and then shortly after, <laughs> I think again. I guess there was a when I saw it initially, I was thinking this is a bit. This is not as good as what I remember. But now it's as I watch, keep watching, keep watching, yeah. watching it for some reason. It's just like, oh gosh, this is just as, as your your brain slowly leaves your ears. Yeah, uh, <laughs> dribbles like down onto the floor. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and weirdly, I think I don't know if this is when Universal, you know, changed their opening theme as well. I think I kind of associate. Sadly, this film with the first time hearing, you know, like things. So it's like I kind of just assumed after that it was like this ripped off, and yeah, my night. That's really tragic. Yeah, because like for me, like I, I always like whenever I think of that, I think of like some really amazing films about to come on. But for you to to think it's Jurassic Park three is about to come on. You'd be kind of like hoping a meteorite shows up in the middle of the log or just smashes through the air and just <laughs> just watch the yeah. planet erupt. <laughs> just... <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, then they try to trick you into thinking it's really shiny and new because it was like a silver DVD case. Yeah, it's got exactly. The nice new yes. dinosaur that's skeleton right, on. Right, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah. we're so gonna like, this is yeah. this is Jurassic Park 2000, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Signing up. <laughs> so you, I'm guessing you don't have the DVD. I did. I did do. Yeah. Anymore though. Yeah. So did you chuck it after you watched it then? Because um, like, yeah, at some point. <laughs> I must have. I'm thinking. No, I don't need this anymore. But 
Um, <laughs> I've obviously got like probably like you. I don't know if you still got the like the Blu-ray thing with the, the three films in it because that's the version I've got to watch. Had to watch this on. It's it's actually you talk about it, but my, I'm really bad with box sets collecting mm. anyway. But I, I generally don't like buying box sets for that reason that there's always that one turd that that's in yeah, the box I guess. set. So like yeah. I don't want to get an aliens box set because the only two alien films I want to watch are the first and second one. Yeah. Exactly. So just having the third and fourth one there are kind of like just constant reminders that the, the story continues. You know, it's like, well, I don't want it to. It's fine. <laughs> I don't want it to continue. You know? Thanks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, was, it, it had a perfectly good ending. <laughs> I'm in my happy place. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. So, no, I've always bought them separately. I never got a box set. I'm just no. kind of weird like that. It's like no, Jaws, so. definitely buy separately, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't exactly. think anyone wants the Jaws box set. To be honest. <laughs> no, why would you just uh, yeah. you start with leave it at Jaws one, and that's what <laughs> what more do you need? <laughs> well, you can watch Jaws two, which is Jaws one but worse, or you can watch <laughs> Jaws three, which 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 somebody basically said if you if you were to approach Jaws three as an art house film, um, you'd actually appreciate it more as an original movie. But if you approach it as a Jaws sequel, it's just dreadful, and, and then. And then obviously, I think everyone ever has talked about Jaws and the Revenge. Have you seen Jaws the Revenge, Sophie? No, I've only no. seen the first one. There's a film you can do. There's a film you can do. No. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil too much. But the shark roars like a lion. Um, oh, okay, because, that might make you know, me feel because, a bit better. I don't know if yeah, you've because... heard our Jaws um, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Episode, yeah. Because <laughs> I have a little bit of a bit of a background with Jaws, <laughs> so I'm not a big fan, am I? No, no, but you can obviously if you haven't listened, and everybody else can go and listen to that episode to find out why. <laughs> uh, I'm going to sign off after this and uh, do it immediately. Yeah, no, but the yeah. revenge, um, definitely. The shark comes out, it roars like a lion, um, and there's a there's a brilliant story about Michael Caine, where in one shot he goes into the sea, and then he has to obviously come out, and all his clothes are wet, but in all the setting up for like the subsequent shot, he dries up. And I think I'm not sure if he refuses to go back and get himself wet or what. But but basically, if you watch the film, there is a shot where he should be drenched, but he's bone dry. So he goes in, he comes out, he's just completely dry. And that's the kind of film Jaws Revenge is. You need to sign up for that. So definitely, yeah, Check, it's not even yeah, scary. You find proper selling that to me. <laughs> You're making me watch Jurassic Park three. You can watch Jaws Revenge. I I didn't make anybody. It's this person here, yeah. Paul Parks. Yeah. You're making you're just us you're just along for the ride, mate. You're just <laughs> you're tearing us apart. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll get back to the to the, the story in quotation marks. <laughs> yes, not much yes. of it yeah. is there, to be fair. So we have uh, our opening shot with the um, is the sauna restricted. And we see this this kid and his well, you assume it's his dad at that point or whoever he's with, paragliding in Dinosaur, I think is the company name on this boat. I think so obviously they're capitalizing yeah. on this uh, for whatever yeah. reason, like tours around the island or something. It's like really when when when, when oh, the and the, the boat driver is cannibalized by cloud. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking yeah, where what what did eat him? It doesn't. It's a bit like the thing on the, in the second one. Where it's like, well, who ate the people on the boat when the cargo boat? Came? Yeah, but this one's particularly dumb because yeah. I think we're, we're assuming it's probably it's got to be a, a pteranodon, yeah, is, or a pterodactyl yeah. that kills, and that's what we're assuming. Yeah. But the door's locked. They make a big old point 
later on in the film that they get out because the door's left unlocked. Mm-hmm. So how is there a pterodactyl out there anyway? So we've actually got to delete pterodactyls from the argument. So the other thing could be it could be water dinosaurs, but they could have, well, swam off somewhere else. So honestly, the only thing it could be is it has to be a man-eating uh, cloud. Um, and that's, <laughs> that's the it. only explanation, yeah. That, that's the only explanation for yeah. what happened. <laughs> that's the twist, <laughs> you know. And that'll be, that'll be Jurassic Park 7. It'll be the Jurassic Park logo, but instead of like a T-Rex skeleton or a Spinosaurus skeleton, it'll just be a cloud, and, and that'll be... Yeah. The, the next film fantastic yeah. yeah that's a good point actually what you point about the uh, the fact that obviously the logo changed as well from the the t-rex to the spinosaurus yeah. which is obviously our main dinosaur yeah. that's featured in this one it's kind of like oh that's something different obviously when there's yeah. younger like yeah i can't wait to see what this looks like <laughs> yeah Mm. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about the Spinosaurus when, when yeah. it pops up. I've got I've got words about the Spinosaurus. Yeah. Generally, as a seven year old child, mostly um, living his rage for his thirty two year old self. But uh, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> and then we cut to obviously a familiar face, Alan Grant. Yes, playing with some dinosaur toys to what I assume is his kid, and then we soon quickly then it's um, Ellie Sattler with her. And then we talk about film. the greatest crime that this mm-hmm. film commits. Where effectively at the end of Jurassic Park one, he shows that Alan Grant's arc through the film is effectively he doesn't like kids, and at the end of it he does. It's a, it's a lovely understated little arc that through through crisis and through facing his own fears of being with children and looking after them and seeing that he can do that, he could be a good dad. And him and Ellie can get together, they can have a family. And they can live happily ever after, which is why in this film, when she walks out with random douchebag man, you're just like, "Way, this is great! This is fantastic! You've immediately ruined the first film. I hate you. Leave me alone." And I'm not kidding. I'm pretty sure that's actually what then spoiled the rest of the film for me. Like, like that, that moment there. Agree on that completely because I went, "Wait a minute." I thought, didn't these two get together? Like, weren't they an item in the first film? Like, there was, like, that little bit of... Because there's that other sleazeball guy with the black hair. Ian Malcolm. Yeah. And sleazeball? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be saying that to Alex. God. Why? He's a, yeah, he loves this guy's him. my hero. <laughs> Keep moving. <laughs> Do you know how many times I've got up to a woman with a glass of water and just on the back of her hand? <laughs> That's like my entire dating profile. Ruined. Oh, oh dear. Sleazeball. Maybe that's why we're not having much luck. I'll help you on it. How dare you? Anyway, sorry, carry on. <laughs> but no, I agree with you on the fact that I thought they, they, they would get together. Yeah. And initially I was like, wow, she looks really good for her age, doesn't she? Like I was saying how, like... I say she still does, to be honest. Well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Paul... <laughs> But no, Paul's got love hearts in his journal when talking about the film. <laughs> love hearts next to love <laughs> But you just thought they would have got together. That did spoil it for me a little bit as well. It left kind of a little bit of a bitter taste because it was like what you thought was true in the first film yeah. actually isn't after you've watched the third one. It's like, did I really need to, that bubble to be popped for me? No problem. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the point as well because the argument obviously a writer would use is, uh, well, you know, we're showing that there's some real world, you know, sometimes things don't work out, which, you know, fair enough. But this is a story about dinosaurs on a dinosaur island and 
going back to the dinosaur island and then getting chased by dinosaurs in your dinosaur film. So I think you could kind of suspend that much realism. You could have had the happily ever after. And in fact, if you if you were to think about it going forward, them still being together would have made what happens later on at the end of the film, it make more sense yeah, than exactly, it does yeah. when he's just, you know, Uncle Alan who pops around and, you know, corrects what dinosaurs you're playing with, you know. Yeah, just poor. Poor <laughs> writing, yeah, definitely. I literally wrote in mine, Alan single. That's literally a part of wrote. Like, he's a dating profile. <laughs> You put a sad face with a tear. <laughs> Just... <laughs> then after that, that's when the love hearts came and then Billy came for me. That's mine. <laughs> that quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, the, the next one I'm right in saying is it's then he's in front of the audience and he's, yeah. he's talking about velociraptors and how if you're blowing to a reconstructed vocal cord, blah, 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 you know, yeah. talks about communication and then he gets, you know, pegged by William H. Macy and yeah, he also, he's the worst yeah. person. Oh, yeah. But before that, he's, he obviously makes a statement when he's in this you know, yes. conference room and he's saying like, no, when it obviously these one of these people asks it would anything make you go back to the island to go and study these dinosaurs and he's like no thoughts on heaven or earth will get me back to that island but we soon learn yeah. that's not the case many zeros that, I, think on that the is, end. I think that is like up there is like the top three like most memorable things from this film like yeah. that that line followed by the motivation i mean it is just terrible it's, it's just so badly done it's like you'd have to like at least with the second one it gave him a good reason to go to the island like he's like i'm not going i ain't going oh your loved one's there oh, yeah right okay well i need to go and save her whereas this film it's cash i mean that's just weak like yeah, yeah. what i imagine with that is it's a guy sat there He's had a long weekend. He's put the script off for ages. Holly was there saying, right, we need the script, pal. He's there going, well, you know, we spend half the film writing, you know, up, keeping up with it and updating it. So I'll just put money in for now. And they just kind of then stared at it throughout production. It's like, no, nah, it's fine. No, that makes sense. That's good. <laughs> right. Okay, cool. Right. Brill. <laughs> but yeah, we've got these yeah. uh, William H. Macy and uh, Taylor Leone, who Paul and Amanda mm -hmm. Kirby, respectively. You kind of just like you, you don't really get warm to these characters from here or at any point really throughout the film. To be fair, they're just just so unlikable. Yeah, I think it's because as well they don't really give them um, any kind of redeeming quality throughout the film by the time they start doing things that would endear someone to them they've already done so much bad that mm -hmm. you can't possibly still like them it's kind of like um you kind of just think instead of oh at the good parents you think uh oh a, a broken clock is is right twice a day instead it's kind of like oh they got something right oh well done you guys oh well <laughs> you know you just, yeah oh, no, i agree completely and when we got on to kind of getting towards the island yeah oh the first thing I kept on saying to Paul and I know I'm jumping ahead was the shouting part for me with these two like so contradicting one telling the other stop shouting and then the other one starts shouting and it's like you've just told her off for that why are you now yeah. shouting yeah, your head off the other foot? yeah it makes sense but it's, it's two city goers out in the jungle. <laughs> <It's> comedy. <laughs> this is 
<laughs> this is how you'd act if you were here. No, no. I think I think if I was there, I'd be clung to a tree and holding on for dear life. And <laughs> I wouldn't be going. I'm I'm sorry. I and if I know you probably would love to go, Paul. Like, and I'd be like, okay, but if that's what you want to do, you get your sent off, right? And I'll stay at home. <laughs> you can go and have that experience. But I don't think no, I could handle that, being there. And no. But so, it is a good point because they are unlikable, but also they don't put any effort into anyone. So I always got a sense, even when I remember watching the first time, that it felt just quite cold and lonely. It felt really like like Alan Grant was alone, really. Like he was just kind of surrounded by imbeciles. Whereas like in the first and second films, it felt like those kind of characters there exactly, were all yeah. in it together. Yeah. Yeah. This film, it just feels yeah. like he's by himself, which it made it feel kind of... You know, you just couldn't get warm to it. it, it I, I just never enjoyed the aspect of it. It just felt like he was having to just carry all these absolute buffoons yeah. all the time. And even yeah. his partner, you know, Billy, Billy yeah. you know, half yeah. from Billy, yeah. he's, he's he's just as bad. It turns out. I mean, I'm getting ahead. Sorry, but you know, no, that's just, sorry. Yeah. yeah, but he's yeah, he's he's very he's very one note in his personality and he's he's kind of saying like you know this 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 thing about his backpack and the lucky backpack that saved him from thing it's kind of like somewhat like sort of foreshadowing trying to make something from that to you know they'll carry on later on in the story but it's it's kind of just like yeah. nothing to really be fair billy is the whole reason why alan's in this mess because yeah. he didn't actually want to go out to have a meal with these people anyways mm. he wasn't interested and he was yeah. like kind of shoehorning yeah. him in so you already know he's not a good character from the get-go even though he somewhat redeems himself at the end, doesn't he? Somewhat. Tries to, yeah. But he doesn't really redeem himself, does he? He's just because I'm pretty sure as well that he's still the reason that they're kind of screwed in general while they're there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 100%. I, got that vibe. I never felt, I feel, I feel like he was just kind of like Billy's that guy who's desperately trying to help, but he accidentally sets fire to your house. You know, and then he tries to put it out, but he, he throws gasoline on it. He's like, oh, how did that get there? Oh, no. Just, Billy, please. Stop in there, Billy. You know. Even though you think initially he's kind of trying to do well, mm-hmm. I think, but he's never going to compare to Ellie, is he really? Like that partnership that they had at the, no. you know, it's just never yeah. going to be like that. So it's already weakened by this kind of, character who wants to be like Alan I feel like he's like when I grow up I want to be you yeah (laughs) I think it would have been it would have been more interesting if instead of Billy they had somebody that was more of a foil for him not not like Ian Malcolm foil but you could go a different aspect you know because having him just as kind of like doughy-eyed looking up to him he's not particularly engaging in in that kind of situation especially when you get another character exactly like that but just they're a bit more sassy later on it just um it, it just feels a bit bit crowded and it doesn't really add anything. And, you know, except for obviously the redeeming thing that he does, it doesn't really do much except put them in more mortal peril. So that was bad. And then they finally go to the island. Oh, know. yeah. The, the, the classic other that people obviously meme a lot as well. Just before that, we obviously land and there's Alan having a, he goes to sleep and then he wakes oh, up in this dream. God, oh. even Sophie was like what the hell (laughs) I would actually love to know please just describe what happened after you watched that because that's my favourite thing to do I do that at work sometimes Um, I will play I'll show someone that video just to see their reaction like this is in a film 
I just didn't I think just... it was real, to be well, fair. Like, I was, like, thinking, I, have they put this in by accident? Like, completely just not meant to have added it in the film. Like, I don't know what value it gave. And it just seemed really out of think... place and bizarre. I was like... Oh, definitely yeah. Like, what, who, whose dreams is like that anyways? Like, and straight away, I noticed that the dinosaurs looked weird. I was like, it looks... Yeah. I don't know if they've tried to improve it on the mechanic well, side of things I and they've just made it worse. I think part of the reason, obviously, and when we get to the island, see the other ones as well, I think it, it doesn't work in its favour because I think the first one, obviously, it was, it was like predominantly in like darker lighting and stuff, you know, more atmospheric, mm. whereas this is almost essentially broad daylight and you kind of see yeah. it doesn't work as well mm. in that fact in its favour because it, it just looks more obvious that it's a robot or a puppet and a it, bit stiff and everything it just looks really fake and which is weird because you've got technology yeah. on your side really the third movie should it... have honed in that very well but <laughs> improved yeah. yeah especially cgi as well you could just tell the kind of uh pulled the budget back after spielberg stepped down because cgi mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's pretty enough it's, it's not good I'll, I'll i'll talk about a specific scene later on where you just the cgi is, is absolutely dreadful but mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. But they also, with the raptors, for example, they're, yeah. they're, they're clearly what, what's happened is they're now trying to, they were trying to make them more realistic. You know, I, it was about the time just before Jurassic Park 3, they were talking about raptors probably had feathers and yes. all that kind yeah. of stuff. So they wanted to yes. make them more, more like what the scientists were saying. But it's like kind of, well, it's a bit late now. You know, you just have two films where they look like this. Just then having a third film mm-hmm. where you've got, hey, I'm Featherhead, how's it going? You're like, well, what? You know, yeah, it's, fair enough if there's still labs up, up and running, cloning more dinosaurs. So you're making these new raptors. But it's long established that, you know, the second island is Lasorda has been decrepit and no one's used it for ages. So why have they just got this random, you know, hey, I've got quills. How's it going? Wink. You know, it, it doesn't make sense to me <laughs> yeah. at all. Yeah. I know they tr- they tried to obviously also with the patterns of them as well, like give them like more distinct different colorings and stuff to sort of like distinguish them from a. Uh, from the other ones as well so it just it's an odd choice to have done that really like you say it's kind of like oh well maybe they did have this pattern based on you know we don't know all the we didn't know all the facts back then so now we're just trying to cover our tracks a little bit (laughs) because that's something i really appreciated about jurassic world which you know it's it's not my favorite film by any stretch but one thing i really like that they did was they actually just went back and completely owned that they didn't they don't look like the actual dinosaurs they said well of course they don't look like dinosaurs because we use this to plug in that and do that that's why the raptors are bigger that's why the t-rex is our feathers all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. that's a really tidy smart explanation it, it yeah. just absolutely well well there you go that's why it done this this film just randomly just then having scientific accuracy in the middle of it it's just kind of like ooh, ooh, <laughs> you know yeah, just yeah, bad. I keep saying that after every point. No. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like I say, we'll get back to the fact that they now landed on the island, and then this the shouting is starting, and a, a megaphone as well. Like, <laughs> what the heck? Like, why would you do that on an island which there's a dinosaur that can eat you? But yeah, I'll just scream into this megaphone, and you don't actually know at this point who she's shouting for, do you? You're not really yeah. aware of no. why they're there. So you just yeah. see this insane woman on an island shouting for somebody. Yeah, it, it's basically it's either she has no common sense, and it's also though. I mean, wouldn't they have discussed the game plan or whatever before landing on the island? Like, mm-hmm. like you wouldn't just go in blind. Like, hey guys, we're just gonna land a plane. Everyone just 
pile out and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe they'll show up because it looks like a pretty big island as well. You know, just the idea that he's going to, you know, land on on a a random runway and he's just going to be there like, hey, how's it going? I mean, it's not like Star Wars where you can blame the force, like, oh, crash land exactly where Yoda is. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, you can't can't have that and then also expect Sam Neill and Laura Dern not to be together at the start of this film. That's just all I'm saying. You know, (laughs) You you can't be too realistic in one aspect and then unrealistic in the other it's just not fair it's not right it's wrong wrong (laughs) (laughs) i agree with you and i think it is the kind of thing where then they get to a point of where we see this dinosaur which i'm like oh what what's this dinosaur that's coming out because obviously with it shouting you know this big dinosaur that's not a Mm. t-rex and decides to come out (laughs) and i'm like hmm I'm like, what mm. is that dinosaur? And I said to Paul, it doesn't look realistic whatsoever. No, it's it really doesn't. Really a disappointment. But you kind of get this scene where it feels like it should be action packed. Obviously, they're trying to, but it's just a bit laughable. It's like when they. Yeah, I wrote down like in the thing that rolling around in the plane, <laughs> yeah. and it's just as the as the yeah. dinosaur is sort of like playing around with it and just going a bit like rigid and like yeah. a. It's just a... I always got confused by that scene. Though. I don't know if you guys could like correct me. I don't know if I'm yeah. being stupid about it. But right. initially, as they're, as they're getting back into the plane, so the, the Spinosaurus is, is behind the plane. That, that's yeah. the impression I always got. It's behind it. It's chasing the guy and it catches yeah. him or something. Yeah, yeah. And then they all pile in and it starts taking off. Yeah. And then it, it, another. I always got the impression another one runs in front of the plane and it flies through it and it gets blood on it. But... When I watched it last time, I started to think that they're actually implying that's the same Spinosaurus. So I always got really confused. I always felt like the plane accidentally killed one and then the other one was still alive. I was just... I don't, I don't, no, I, I think still it was just the one. They're just the one and it's just the way that they did the editing on that to mm. make it look that way or something, but it's just very... They don't kill I it. Just, I don't, no, I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if you guys picked up on it. I don't know if it's just me completely mm. just being sideways brain looking at it, but that's mm. always the impression I got until the last viewing. I think it's the way that they angle it because obviously eventually it looks like they're trying to run away from it and he's kind of been playing with the aeroplane. But then they kind of get to a point of where they take off, sorry. Yeah. And there's a guy running, yeah. what seems to be like yeah. getting on the plane. plane. I believe it's his yeah. blood that's splattered on the plane because he, yeah, the dinosaur then... eats it. Eats him. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it looks like it goes through the dinosaur. That's the thing. It looks like it actually flies through him. So I always assumed that whatever it was that ran in front of him died. But you know what I mean? You shouldn't have this kind of confusion. Yeah. About no, us. no, no, no. <laughs> You've making us think that, <laughs> like... Yeah, second guessing that. No, but I'm pretty sure I, I, I was assuming that it was it was just it coming across and it was blood on the screen and then the plane's just going into the forest somehow, even though it's on the runway, but I don't know. It's And then it crashes. Yeah. And... And just hits all the, the foliage and trees as it goes through, and yeah, I don't know. <laughs> also, also, can we talk about why 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 is the Spinosaurus like got such a love on for like just torturing these people? Like, like with the old with the T Rex, the T Rex didn't really hunt people down. It was just Not it just went about its business. It just happened so happened that these people were in its territory. Even in a lost world where it could be perceived that like it was kind of harassing them. Yeah. It, it very clearly has gone into it's following the blood. That's how it explains it. The T Rex isn't trying to murder people. It's not that that's not fun spot for it. It's just you're in its territory. This Spinosaurus, like full on, is just like Jaws. He's like, yeah, 
gonna yeah what i hate you yeah <laughs> oh, i want to kill you all <laughs> just just, just trying to make it out like it's like a like oh just a killing machine and just like to know just can i ask a question because i'm not really into dinosaurs it's never been my kind of thing hmm. When I was a little girl, yeah. obviously, dinosaurs weren't on my wall and I didn't have figurines. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> with the scene that comes next with the T-Rex and the Spinosaurus, is mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Which one is stronger, actually? Who would win like, fight? Yeah, who yeah. would? Like, if it was a Pokemon well, battle. The, the argument is that a Spinosaurus, it, it was bigger than a yeah. T-Rex. Um it was it was definitely scientifically a much bigger creature. Well, not much bigger, but definitely longer, taller. Um, yeah, but the T Rex was like bulkier. To, to be honest, I, I, I'm a bit I am a bit daft with my dates. I don't know if they're both Cretaceous periods, so I don't know if they even would have ever fought each other. But, but the idea, effectively, it's a proper Hollywood idea that did you know, guys, there's, there's this dinosaur that was bigger than T Rex. Mm. It, it was bigger so should we use that mm. one instead and that's the entire i have no doubt that was the entire thought process i of think why so they put it in. yeah so, bigger is better yeah i think it's i think the spinosaurus the... probably on paper would be i think it would be it's got longer arms as well that's also yeah. true that is such an advantage yeah a couple of things um... <laughs> also the thing about the um the t-rex that the, the, the no, no, definitely. But the thing that they've, they've theorised about the T-Rex recently, uh, I don't know if it's recent, but definitely yeah. in the last few years, they, they reckon it was a scavenger. Like, it was a it was a big old bully boy. They'd wait for the smaller dinosaurs to kill the prey, and uh-huh. then it would go in and, and scare them off with its size and just eat. They, they, they reckon that's what it done, because its arms would have made it so, like, the only thing it could have relied on is either its mouth or its tail. You know, it wouldn't mm. have, like, it, it, its arms make it, like, completely... You know, what else could it do except ram things sideways? It's just, it's kind of mm. like, it, it's like a big truck. <laughs> just, so, uh, yeah, I think a Spinosaurus would win. But does that mean I want to see it happen? Of course You not, know, no. I, I love the T-Rex as a kid. No, do I want to see it happen? Especially so unceremoniously. Like, T-Rex get, like, one good hit in. And then it's like, anyway, just great. Yeah. And, <laughs> and also the, the, the model itself, again, looked pretty piss poor in you know, just again, just like like a th- like yeah. a th- actual theme park model, really, and then some dodgy CGI yeah. doing the fight. I think again oh. that would have been the lighting, though, because it is yeah. Stan Winston again, isn't it? Who does think, the animatronics? Yeah, I think so yeah. so yeah. unless it's like budget or lighting, I think they're the only two things it could possibly be. But I, I do agree with you. They do look off. Like the T Rex definitely looked off because it, I don't know if you noticed, but its movements are really rigid as well. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they did a really good job trying to hiding it. In um and the other ones, but in this one, it's just kind of like it's like it's doing the robot a little bit. It's like, uh, yeah. uh, uh, uh. It's, like it's kind of like you're in the Universal, yeah. It's like exactly. you're in the Universal yeah. ride when it comes up above you. Right? It's like, hey, hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but it dies, which is great. Another great decision. That I really <laughs> applaud. No, it was proper. You know? I was proper upset. I'm not gonna lie. When I saw that initially, and this kid like, what? No, this is like. I know it's not the the same one that's been on because it's on a different island, of course. But it's it's just really sad to see. Like, what? That's like was like my favorite dinosaur, and it's just Aww. been pwned by this big crocodile thing. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I don't really like the T Rex, <laughs> yeah. but but they're trying to make that as obviously this new dinosaur is the big villain in this, really. So it's like, oh, the T Rex is the obviously the good scenes yeah it's, it's an easy way to make a, a big bad character isn't it when it, it kills off your childhood hero it's an easy win but yeah. i just think in this instance 
it, it could have either been done better or you didn't even need the T-Rex in there. Because yeah. if, you, if you're going to have a big dinosaur fight, either really have a dinosaur fight like they do in Jurassic World or, you know, done. <laughs> just, you know, just, you know, leave it, leave it alone. Mm-hmm. There's an argument with Jurassic Park 3 that it's kind of connecting to the very cheesy elements of Jurassic Park, which is fine. But I just feel like it doesn't do a good job of it. With Jurassic World, even though it doesn't, for me, touch the first two films, it does a much better job really grabbing the cheesy aspect of, of the films and kind of... I mean, that fight at the end is nonsense. It's absolutely nonsense, but I love watching it every time. Oh, it's, 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 very, <laughs> yeah, it's very fun, yeah, to watch that one. You yeah. get some satisfaction out of you know. that one as well. And yeah, just... Whereas this, this fight here is just... It's just... Roar! Yeah. I bite you. Oh, well, I bite you too. I bite you again and you're dead. Oh, yeah, oh. it's just like so. Just snap, right. your, snap your neck and that's it. And that's like you could have saved money there and put you know put some effort into something else. Perhaps mm. I don't know. It's just and, and who wants to see the T Rex? Yeah, I, exactly. And the film is only like I said before. It's only like an hour and a half anyway. So it's like as you go through, it's like the pacing of this is like you know the other films are like two and a half, two hours, two and a half hours. You've got more stuff going on there. This is shorter, and you you're getting constantly feeling either bored or things moving too quickly for the for your liking. It's like, I don't understand what's going on with the pacing on this. Yeah, the other films sat down a little bit and kind of tried to address maybe the story they were trying to tell. Like, you always had that that, that lovely scene where they sat down around the dinner table in the first one. Yeah. They're talking about, is this, is this morally acceptable? You have these moments of sit down and calm and discussion. Yeah. This film is just kind of, um, there's none of that. It's, it's kind of like... Couple loves child. Um, child. Child's good, and uh, the end. Uh, go away. Yeah, yeah, thanks for the money. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the gist I, I I got from this one. Yeah. Oh, before we move on, just real quick with the story, the fact that with the Spinosaurus design, anyway, with the, I don't know if you knew this recently, they discovered it was actually more of a, uh, which kind of comes into play later on, actually. The, the Spinosaurus was actually more like an aquatic thing anyway, you know, like how it resembles sort of like a crocodile, actually more had the ability to like swim in in water anyway, that, so, so that kind of makes, makes sense. sense. But, and, yeah. and to be fair, they'll be able to say, well, we had that, so... <laughs> yeah, trying to be clever, but not really. Yeah, yeah, it's like, we, we knew that, you know, why else would it have a giant thing on his back? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then, obviously, they come across the, the dinosaur parasail thing in the hanging in the tree, and obviously, yep. he's probably getting this bickering between everybody. It's like, and it's just like, Again. shut up. Don't You're care in the middle about of a dinosaur infested happens. forest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, this doesn't happen in like Jason Voorhees, does it? Like, you know, they're yeah. in the middle of the forest. There's a masked murderer of machete out there. <laughs> you know, they're not in the middle of the forest shouting. No. Like, why Why is this any different? Like, why? Why is because it's a family film? Therefore, <laughs> shouting in the middle of forests is something that, that just normal people do in family films. No. It's just, it, it, there's, there's, there seems to me just a complete contempt for the audience in here. It's kind of, it is one of those films where it's, um, it's kind of just a film. Stop taking it so seriously. It's like, oh, I want to. I like the other two. I, I want to take it seriously. You know, I'll, I'll have fun with it, but I'd, I'd still like to enjoy it you know and not constantly have to ask myself questions about it and like why is this happening but i do get a sense with jurassic park 3 it was honestly just a case of shut up sit back eat your popcorn and uh you know go away when the film's done and 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 you know it's just stuff there's just those little things like screaming in the forest all the time you they should have learned 
But I'm not kidding. After the first time when that Spinosaurus yeah. shows up, yeah. wrecks the plane, makes it so they can't leave the island, kills some guy, eats him, rolls the plane over and smashes it, nearly kills everybody else. After that moment, they should have learned, oh, maybe I shouldn't scream and shout. But they go on and immediately do it again. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's this is that thing I was talking about with that's these people are irredeemably bad because they they, they you know they don't learn <laughs> they don't learn they're so single mindedly like save my child that will kill everyone around them including themselves so their child no one will save the child which is <laughs> <laughs> malfunction. Malfunction, yeah. Malfunction, yeah. anyway. I forgot. I've forgotten that we're uh, we're podcasts and uh, I'm I'm not visible, so oh. so just <laughs> yeah. I, I, so no um, one could see my eyelids kind of independently yeah, yeah. moving, it's having a brain aneurysm type of thing going on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's right. Um, again, so the skeleton comes down. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, I don't know why I wrote this down. I think that's the first name she shouts <laughs> when she is on the island. And I was like, oh, this might be a valid name I need to write down. And then obviously he's dead, isn't he? Like the space of what, 30 minutes probably? Yeah. Um, I just love the idea you put Ben down there. Like, like just, I, I thought you did after he came down, just like skeleton form. I was like, oh, it's Ben. <laughs> writing down. I remember his name. <laughs> there, there he is. is. Yeah. <laughs> Not looking so good, mate. And, uh, <laughs> Can, can we talk about Ben's camcorder? Yeah, I, I, mean, wrote this, I, wrote this, I wrote this down actually, I think. But um, I think it's about eight weeks, camera battery dead. Well, I was like, of course it's going to be dead in <laughs> eight weeks, you know. But, but also, it's in the middle of a tropical jungle, absolute typhoons raining in that eight weeks. Yeah. So this thing should not be functional at all anyway. Yeah. Like, it's been out. Even if it was in his like jacket pocket, He's, it's been, it would have gone in. It would have mm. gone down his neck, his sleeve. It would have gone down everywhere. Because, yeah. you know, that kind of rain, it, get, it gets in you regardless. Yeah. So uh, there's no way that that thing survived. Yet he's, he's got it. I, I would love to know where he got it from. Um, I would love to know who made it. I, whoever was doing the, the, the marketing, the film, I'd love to know. It would be great. I'd love one of those things. Fantastic. Get like a, um, what's it called? And you get write a little review about um, the product yeah, on they, like Amazon or something. And you're like, oh, this, this product is definitely waterproof. <laughs> survive strong. My uncle bombs, got yeah. murdered live and his <laughs> corpse is hung up in the jungle for eight weeks, but the camcorder still works. Unbelievable, guys. Five stars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Would recommend. Yeah. <laughs> um. Again, irredeemable characters' points is really like this is a bit like Alan sees him holding back and it's like, oh, "What are you doing, Billy?" And it's like, "Oh, oh nothing, just having a look or something." It's like, "How do you not question the fact that he might be like you?" Just literally pointed out there's like nests of eggs lying mm. around. Why are you not looking a bit shifty? Yeah. He's putting something away. He's in his putting bag. his camera away. Oh, yeah, the but... camera bag. <laughs> Duh. That's what Why he's... is he looking so shifty about it, Sophie? Yeah. <laughs> Leave Billy alone. Like, no, no one looks that suspicious when they're putting the camera away. It's like, oh god, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, please, oh, yeah. It's very important. 
So they go to the compound after that, and Paul, who's going to like the vending machine, like, have you anybody got coins? <laughs> it's like, really, dude? And then Billy just like kicks in the glass, and it's like, yeah, just do that. And then he tries to yeah. do it pathetically, and, and he's just... he hurts himself, doesn't yeah, he? He's like, yeah. along. like, what a shite character. <laughs> And then, yeah. I mean, to be fair, the one thing I'd say is I'd probably be a bit like him in that respect. I'd be a bit like, I don't think I'd try to put money in, but I think I would try to break it up and then hurt myself. And then I think that's probably how I'd die on on a Jurassic Park <laughs> island. I think that, that's how I'd go. He broke his arm on a vending machine and then, and then he screamed and then he advertised his position and died. <laughs> so then they go into the room with the jazz. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you please tell me you've made a note about the Shakespearean raptor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did, who, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who absolutely understands how to pose <laughs> behind a jar. So let's, first of all, let's ignore the fact that that perspective alone, uh, you'd be able to see that he's behind the jar. Mm-hmm. Let's ignore, you know, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the fact that a velociraptor um, who doesn't know how these jars work. Don't know what they do. You can't understand it because its entire existence is around breeding, sleeping, eating. That's it. That's all it wants to do. But it, it's seen this jar. And it's like ah, they put things in these jars, and he's he's waited. He's waited and waited years and years for somebody to finally come to this island, and they've walked in, and he's like, "This is it, boys. This is this is my time." <laughs> he goes in. He's like coming in a room, right in a position, in a position. Then he stands there. He waits and he looks and he looks. And he plays dead. And he's thinking, God, I hope they're not stupid enough to think I'm stood behind this thing. And then he walks past and looks in, and he can't believe his look. And he dives out, and there we go. There's our first Wasseraptor. Massive scare. Brilliant. 10 out of 10. Boom. <laughs> ended there. Nice podcast, guys. It's been great. I'll see you later. <laughs> I do think that that scene, because I said to you, didn't I? I was like, that scaling is way off. He's not in, and I'm thinking he's not in this jar. jar. Yeah, I'm like, it doesn't I'm, make sense, does it? It really doesn't. And I straight away was saying to you, one, I'm like, oh well, he's going to jump out. Uh, why is she even looking at it? Really, it's like, like, like oh, what's this thing? <laughs> Maybe I should touch it. You've run away scene where they're like scrambling all over the floor, like literally she falls, doesn't she? She's like running away, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking this is just so dramatic. I know, God, if a dinosaur was running after me, I probably would fall over but mm. it's just the way that they've done it like well hey would you have got that close thinking it was in a jar really would you because yeah. i know me i'd have been like a bit cautious not yeah. just staring at something yeah, yeah this, like... is, this isn't a museum where you can just uh, <laughs> no. you, not no fear of things attacking you <laughs> it, was, it yeah. was also suspect in the way that it was a perfectly preserved head whereas as established everywhere else, they're all like weird Embry- old bits embryos, decomposing yeah. and all that stuff, kind of yeah. stuff. So it should already kind of like stand out already that it doesn't look normal within the scene. It's just, yeah. So all, again, it's another point on irredeemable, dreadful people. Like they're just, um, they're just dumb. They keep repeating the same mistakes. They don't have perspective. The only, the only thing they keep that, get away with it is if she normally wears glasses and she's just refusing to wear them in which case <laughs> fair enough, but they never established that in films so yeah yeah we Not carry on the time to establish that, that and they didn't have time enough time in the 90 minutes and the abrupt ending <laughs> just... <laughs> can i just touch upon the fact of that eric is alive like, how is this boy alive when his parents are this stupid? This is my question. <laughs> Before he even gets to the island, how is he alive? <laughs> 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 
like, <laughs> you've got parents like that, that, I mean, like, how is he even surviving on this island? Or how, how did he survive yeah, putting he up with him? Wits? Yeah, exactly. Like, Dear, the baby keeps screaming. What does it want? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Unless he's the milk oh. fans or something, because to be fair, he's really n- not his father's yeah. son, is he? No, he's nothing like his dad, no. There's no way. Our two idiots cancel each other out and create create a genius. Yeah, that's the only other explanation. Because yeah. he is smart. He established in the film. Yeah, he is really smart. And I don't understand how Ben, obviously the paragliding man, why he dies and the little boy, if he's so flipping savvy, leaves him to die? Like... Why, why yeah. is he stuck up yeah, in the said, paraglide? I, I said, obviously, they got that cam- the bit with the camera. It's kind of like the footage showing, oh, yeah, pass me the camera down or whatever, and then it kind of just cuts out. So mm. you can only assume, obviously, this is kind of just clutching at straws here, is the fact that it's, at that point, a dinosaur may have come along. It's kind of well, like, oh, yeah, just well, well, off, and then he's left bent, and he didn't go back to him or something. That's all you can assume. But I don't I think they're thinking of giving it the film too much credit there, perhaps. But It's the cloud. It's the cloud, Paul. Came back, finished the job, <laughs> and that was it. That was it. The end. Came in, ate his face, left. Nice camcorder guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would have that would have made a smart film, you know, because if they were working together to survive in the jungle, also Ben would have been a good character to flesh out, see their relationship with each other. But instead, we get a nameless bodyguard who gets uh, stabbed in the back by a raptor, which is a cool scene. I do like that. It kind of. I remember watching it in the cinema and since it's without being too violent it, it's quite gross you know it, it, it makes the raptors very sinister the whole stomping you know they've they made that lovely satisfying noise when they walk and then when it does that it's really cold uh i love the bit where they used him as bait oh but yeah then, i wrote that down as well it's like i always found that funny it was almost like a when I saw it the first time, it was almost like it was like a mar- like the, the dinosaurs had it on a string or something. When they made it sound like it was like, you know, drawing them out as bait, as if like they were cleverly put together some planets, like, right, if we put him here and then like pull him on his arm on a string to make it look like he's alive or something. <laughs> and it's like. But they communicate entirely, <laughs> just <laughs> concocting this amazing plan. It's like, yeah. And then the overacting screaming as like the woman's near enough. So. Hanging off the tree, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just yeah. everything's just really dramatic with, with it her. all, and with her especially, yeah. I, do, I can't, I can't gel with either one of them. At the end, I don't think I even, I don't like anyone. Like I have to have a character normally that I really fall in love with. There's no character in this apart from Ellie yeah. in the and, end. Like Alan, but, but and I don't even me. care for him. Like yeah, enough the... to get back on the island, then he can die. <laughs> I, I, I agree with Sophie in that respect because I think with, with him in this film, they were just relying on the fact that he was in the first film and he already had, already had that characterization. Mm-hmm. With this film, they almost kind of try to reverse it a little bit where it's just, I mean, Alan Grant from the first film, I, when he says no, no force in heaven and earth to get me back on the island, I mean, you know, he wouldn't go back on the island, but in this film, money, ka-ching, you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's not part of the character. They just kind of just brought him back for the sake of it. I, I do agree. And that's a shame because I, I absolutely adore Sam Neill. I think he's fantastic in pretty much everything he's in. But mm-hmm. in that, you could just tell he was just given a a kind of, here's what I think Alan Grant would do. Mm. Question mark, it. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, and then the thing that they then do, I forgot about this. The subplot of this film is the two divorced people mm-hmm. who we hate getting back together yeah pretty much 
how many people had to die for them to do to to realize they loved each other? Why did why did they have to kill people to do yeah. this? You know, I mean, oh. go to counselling oh. if you've got a problem with your marriage. Don't go to a jungle. You know, like if everybody had problems oh. with the marriage, and you just send them off to a jungle where there's dinosaurs just to like get the crap together. Is that what it <clears> needs <throat> to be now? Because it's like. What, so I have to learn that I need to die to realise yeah. that I love you? We have to be in a life or death situation. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah. To be fair, they had to go and get the son, I suppose, but you didn't <laughs> both you need to do that. You didn't both of you have to go, would you? Just yeah. one of you has to go. Mm. I mean... Well, to be fair, would you have actually sent your son in the first place? There shouldn't be even a movie because I would not have sent my son to an island mm. to paraglide mm. looking for some dinosaurs in the first place. Yeah, in the- so Sophie, di- dinosaurs have a five-star rating on a TripAdvisor. Uh, they're, they're very trustworthy <laughs> yeah. paragliding company. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would absolutely trust my son in in their capable hands. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a giant restricted sign. How do they have business? Like, <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just. <laughs> it shouldn't even be a film. Like, literally, like it shouldn't even be happening. Yeah, yeah if you think about it that one. Yeah. yeah, like. Don't go on illegal paragliding tours. There's the moral of the story. That's <laughs> yeah. Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. And don't break up with somebody <laughs> that you actually love just because you've had a fight. Yeah. Work through it. Or yeah. go to counselling um, where it's cheaper and you don't die. Not, not, no innocent person dies. Right. Well, we get to the bit now, obviously, with the kid, uh, yeah. Eric, coming out with the smoke bombs and saves Alan. I feel like that bit's a bit poor. Like, I feel like Alan shouldn't need saving, in my opinion, hmm. by a little... Eight-year-old, oh, well, maybe he's a bit older than that. Twelve-year-old yeah, boy or something. It's like, are you kidding me? Is Alan? Mm. You know, he shouldn't need to be rescued. I know it was in a bit of a tricky situation, but he's yeah. got he's, he's experienced this three times now. He should know what he needs to be doing. <laughs> probably want to go in that situation in the first place is probably the argument. Then again, that's the point, isn't it? He's surrounded by idiots that keep making terrible decisions on his behalf. That's how they should have played his character in this, I think. They should have played him as just somebody like Basil Fawlty, where he's just getting increasingly irate at all the stupid things they're doing until he's actually worse than the dinosaurs and kills them all. I think that's <laughs> yeah. probably probably how I would have done it. Because yeah. he is literally everyone except the 12-year-old is just screwing up in this film left, right, and center. It would, it would must be maddening. It must be <laughs> horrifying. But basically, so Eric shows up and the T Rex P. Have you written that down, Sophie? Please tell me you wrote T Rex P down. No, what, I, I did. What is that? He's got all that stuff in the in the in his little bunker that he's somehow managed to find and store himself away in. And he's got like Dan picks up his jar. It's like this is T Rex P. Like, oh, how did yeah, you? How yeah. did you get it? It's like you don't want to know. It's like how oh, would it's... you? I actually did sit there thinking, how would you get it? And that'd been more interesting story, I think, if to include milking some... a cow came yeah. into my head. Is that who milking a cow? Like how you milk a cow? Is that something? <laughs> like how did he get the pee? This is this is horrifying. <laughs> well, T Rex just stood there as well. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know how you think a little boy would get T Rex P. I don't think he'd risk his life just going, you know. (laughs) I don't know. I just have this vision of like getting his ball or something while the T Rex is peeing, standing underneath. Yeah, he's just waiting. He's just like he's coming. He's he's like in his his war paint and everything. He's like dressed like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando. He's like, I'm I'm going to fulfill my lifelong dream. <laughs> you can't just say it's from a puddle because he says you don't want to know. If you, you know, if you just got pee from a puddle, why can't you tell someone that? 
must have gone above and beyond to get the pee. I think uh, for me, it's probably just one of those things the writers put in there and did a big old wink where it's like, hey, look, we're not going to explain how the kids survived. So we might as well just throw this in as well just to really screw with people. And I think that's, that's basically what they went with. So then, obviously, they get to the point where it's like the meet up at the other side of the fence. So I both of them is like the kid and the parents all meet up, and it's oh that scene and they're all shouting and screaming again. Mom, dad, and it's like but then love you so much. What's it? Spinosaurus is it? Comes along, and they do this scene of where they're like, oh, we've got them out of this other cage bit, and they're like, okay. He can't get out of there now. And it's like, are you actually kidding me? Of course he can. You've seen hug, the size of him. Bigger hug session. Big then. hugs. And then they look back and they're like, oh, it's okay. We'll walk off into the sunset now. It's like, literally, if that were me, I'd be still running. <laughs> I want to stop <laughs> to say hi to my child and be like, right, just drag it on the yeah. floor. Let's go. <laughs> and obviously immediately then starts crashing through the fence and then like, oh, yeah. But it's, it's really yeah. Such well, then, thankfully, it gets defeated by a door. Which yeah. is great, you know. That's consistent. It smashes through that fence with barbed wire and concrete, yeah. but a big old door. Nah, it's like it gets yeah. up to it. It's like that. This is too much. <laughs> this is too much, guys. This is Can't too- I'm out. <laughs> Maybe the Spinosaurus is like William H Macy with a vending machine. He did it the first time. He really hurt himself, but he's just like, oh, yeah. I, I'm doing that again. I'll try again later. Yeah, and then we get to the part with the what was it you write, Soph? The bridge that I wouldn't walk across. I have a thing for bridges. I don't like them, and I don't know why. Every time we go to the lakes or something like that, and there's like this cute little bridge, and you're like, oh, this looks nice. And I'm like walking across it thinking, I'm just literally going to put my foot on it, and I'm going to fall all the way down and die. That's Even when it's like a concrete bridge. But you love to jump on them, and you're like, boom, boom, and I'm like, Oh, it's like Donkey and Shrek. (laughs) You're Donkey. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can you stop that now i hate it i don't know what it is with me. i just i've got a bit of a thing for bridges so when i saw that paul was like yeah you wouldn't walk on that and i'm like not in my wildest dreams especially if he's jumping on it i don't think even then that's just thought, ever yeah, so i've got the image now of you basically twirling on your heels and walking back to the spinosaurus like nope <laughs> so just, just going straight back <laughs> Embrace me with your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be going on the bridge. We'd have to find another ray around. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Just waiting there to die. <laughs> Just... <laughs> is that the bridge that goes to the Pteranodon? That's right, yeah. I will say that that's my favourite part of the film is the pterodactyl, ter- ter- yeah. Yeah, pteranodon, pterodactyl stuff. I do think that's genuinely quite good, the way they shot it and everything. But obviously, before they do that, obviously, we do the big reveal, don't we, actually? I forgot about that. With the eggs. Yeah, yes. they find out Billy's That's right, eggs, isn't it? And the, yeah, why they're chasing us down. And... Oh, and this is another part for me where you get that line of the last thing that Alan says to Billy is, like, kind of, you're worse than... The people who made this play or, you know, created the dinosaurs yeah. or whatever he said. Yeah. It's like a... I always hate kind of those lines, and especially when something dramatic's happening. It's like me, I can never fall asleep in an argument with Paul or anybody. I hate it. Because, like, what if I don't wake up and then I've had that's, a bad argument? Yeah, that and... was the last thing you said to that person yeah. type of thing. Yeah. So that's my kind of like mindset. So it's like in that situation, you could have thought it, but did you really need to say it to that person just in case something yeah, goes down? And that's a good word, babe. Yeah. So, and it does, doesn't it? Bless him. Billy kind of gets in a bit of a tricky situation because he feels like he has to redeem himself yeah. now. But to be fair, they have just been chased by velociraptors the entire way to the Pteranodon pit, uh, to a Spinosaurus. 
uh, entirely because of him, which is, you know, still, he's not as bad as the people that made the dinosaur place, but at the same time, he's kind of dumb as the two awful parents in that respect. You know, mm. it's just, that's what I'm talking about. If I was Alan Grant, I think probably what he said was probably more a frustration by this point. It's like, are you for real? Why? Why? Why did you do that? Why did you think that was a good idea? Why? <laughs> Especially because he should know better, should Billy, shouldn't he, really? Because he's been within the same field of work and everything like that. And should, you know, he seems a good friend with Alan anyway, so you kind of like, you hear these stories from him and about all this stuff and thinking, yeah, maybe you should have picked up on stuff yeah. like that, you know, not to do something like that, perhaps. Well, yeah, you thought so. You thought yeah. he'd have been that stupid. But no! <laughs> we need nope. a film! <laughs> so Billy's going to do something really stupid. <laughs> Billy doesn't know any better. It just gets worse and worse, doesn't it? How is this even possible? Because he ends up kind of being like, I'm going to rescue um, Eric, doesn't he? Because it's like, well, oh, he's got this little boy, he's got, I don't know, a flying bird dinosaur now. That's how Sophie will describe it. Yeah. He's been fed to the baby ones and everything. He's doing that. That doesn't make sense. Like, you've got to mulch them up to feed them. Like, you don't just give them fully. Like bird, birds don't give the chicks like, oh, it's a squirrel. You know, yeah. just, just that's not how yeah. that's not how they work. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I guess it kind of gives you the principle of obviously he runs away, but it's like maybe he's just thinking, oh, I'll, I'll plop you there. You're gonna stay there now, and I'll come and get you after I get the others. Maybe I don't know, but hmm. like you were referring to, it literally looks like a game, doesn't it? Yeah, like on some yeah. like platform thing where you got to jump over there to get to the thing and avoid the boss that comes sweeping down on the thing. Yeah. So what then, does Billy end up doing now? He gets on his paraglide he gets his thing. Parachute. Like, I'll yeah. save you kind of thing. And he saves him, but then he goes... And he has a pretty gruesome death, to be fair. It's pretty. It's impressively gruesome... Well, death. But he has an impressively gruesome death, uh, you know, <laughs> in that he's getting, you know, pecked. I mean, I, I remember looking at it going, ooh, ooh, mm. that's not nice at all. You know the kind of the kind of I think the reference it in Jurassic World with when that that British nanny is brutally murdered um, mm-hmm. when they start pecking down. It's just it, there is a really vivid uh, awfulness to them just stabbing the water, and you can't see the body underneath, but you know that that is yeah. that is not That's nice. On, yeah. I think that was. I, I, I do think a lot of that section was done really well, um, and, and I do have to give the film credit from my my opinion. I, I did enjoy it, and then obviously it just you know go, after that it reverts to normal. Yes. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, again, no, got the gate which that, wasn't shut properly after yeah, they, they came made out. A, the make cage. a point of that, obviously this time going like do 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 like it's like oh well we know it's yeah. gonna happen now, don't we? Later on, again foreshadowing something yeah. going on, and then we some. I've written down here. It's obviously nighttime now, and there's the thing with the you know obviously that's what, uh, what kind of phone was it like a cell- satellite phone satellite phone that's it, and obviously that was the part when earlier on we missed that where the, the Spinosaurus has it in his belly, yeah, uh, so they can, that's how they can hear it, um, and then that's oh, it's it. on they speed, start sh- sifting through shit, which I think is quite <laughs> ironic. <laughs> Let's get to this. <laughs> no, that, that's like us trying to find the uh, the moral of the film. Which that's us in that in that situation, just piling through crap. And then yeah. the writers, the writers, of the dinosaur that walk up and smell it and walk away, and just leave with us looking up, going, "Oh, sorry, hold on, can, 
Can we just touch on, sorry, just one thing that I, I really hated, just yeah, before sure. the nighttime scene, after the, the Pteranodon bit, yeah. they have a bit with the Brachiosauruses. Oh, yeah, so they do, yeah. A lovely, a lovely moment. The, the, the old theme's playing, yeah. and it's like, wow, this is so beautiful. And it's like, bitch, the last 45 minutes of this film, have you just been attacked mercilessly? By, by everything, everything you see once you're dead. The, the Spinosaurus destroyed your plane for no reason. Raptors try to murder you because you stole something. Pteranodons literally just murdered a guy just then. And now you're like, it's so beautiful. And it, it, the thing doesn't even look nice. The Brachiosaurus looks evil. It, it <laughs> yeah, it does, it like, it's like, hey. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah. See? It's like, uh, yeah, let's pan up. And then the head comes, yeah, it's just, it's, it looks ugly. It just. I think it reminds me of like a little bit like Medusa, like the snakes in the head. Because yeah. he had like these oh. like from the angles. I'm like, what are they doing? Why is are they thinking that's endearing, like peering over? Because yeah. it's really not. It's yeah. And the, and the way it's going, it's going over boats. So it's actually just straight up looking at you it's like i am nature and you're like go go away and they, they gave it sith eyes gave, yeah exactly it. yeah the patterning it's on like, it doesn't give it any favors it's, really. it's, 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 it's a bloody dark side jedi brachiosaurus is awful it's horrendous and then it cut they cuts to night and then shit and you're like what what is happening it's kind of like they're just trying to check off the film by this point where it's like okay we need to get to the next thing now yeah yeah but then this as part of this scene, um, I don't know if you remember when watching it, but it's very, this is really pointless. This di- this other dinosaur, I don't actually know what dinosaur it is. It's got like a horn on its nose. It's obviously like a carnivore of some kind. It kind of like, oh, it's yeah. coming, like, watch, watch out, it's coming. And it kind of like comes in for like two seconds and walks off again. It's like, what was the point of that? What? There was literally an actual, actual pointless scene. And then it's like the next cut to them in the river. Like, I don't. Understand it's, what uh, they're going for. It's comedy, isn't it? It's like the, the smell is so repulsive. Even this dinosaur uh, thinks it's repulsive. He gives up eating people because the smell's so disgusting. It's like, wow, wow, a shit joke in Jurassic Park. You know, that, <laughs> you know, the Jeff Goldblum. That thing wasn't a shit joke. That was just him making an observation. This is an actual shit joke in Jurassic Park, and he's just, yeah. oh, yeah, terrible. He was kind of scared because the shit of the spina. Like the scent. Yeah, it yeah. was like, oh, he's close by. <laughs> I'll, I'm best get me sent off. That's how I took it. Like, I, I actually, I find it impressive that there's three different interpretations, which is uh, comedy, um, or oh, striking fear into other dinosaurs, and in Paul's case, what? <laughs> just, <laughs> just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's quite intriguing how many different people interpretate things, but that was my kind of. I think my, I was trying to give it logic, I guess, like through the whole film, I was trying to give it some sort of logic and there really isn't any. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. To be fair, bless you, because I think I think me and Paul and I think a lot of people seeing it for the first time probably would have done the same thing. But I have, I've always interpreted it as it's just supposed to be a funny throwaway gag. Like the smell of the crap is so disgusting that the dinosaur doesn't eat the people because of it. And uh, I remember no one laughed and no one ever laughs. They're just kind of like, mm. I think they actually are like Paul, where they're kind of just. Uh, I don't, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I value that added really. A very expensive joke for the, obviously, the filmmakers just to have this, <laughs> to, to, to do that. I just, Who is funny, Paul? 
Jurassic Park 3 done by the Ferrelli brothers. You know. <laughs> I think, that, to be fair, I think the point of the scene actually was to establish that the Spinosaurus had, had crapped out the satellite phone. Therefore, uh, there's this dread now that they don't know he's coming. Mm-hmm. We can't hear it anymore. But I do, I do also think it's quite horrifying that the, the crux of the film, you know, from this point on, is they need to get in touch with LA on a shit-covered phone, you know? Like, literally puts it to you straight away, though, when the phone rings, I'm like, seriously, are you actually going to yeah. do that? Like, <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that. Like, your hands are covered in shit, and then you're literally going to put it to your face. It's like, I'd be like, the least of my ideas. I'd be like, right, okay, can I get something to wipe it down yeah, at least? Yeah. Does anyone have a Kleenex? <laughs> Just get a wipe, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think you should. Um, I think you should rewatch the film, right? And just like do a counter for every time Sophie would just stop and give up, <laughs> just in the middle of. No, I'm stopping here. I'm not. No, <laughs> just, yeah. just ding. Just get to the bridge. Ding. So yeah. ding. Just... <laughs> I don't think I've got the plane. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well What's done. You win. Up in the bowls. I wouldn't have been climbing up the trees either. So that wouldn't have happened either. So probably would have been but one of the dings is you're getting mauled to death by Velociraptors. Like Yeah, yeah probably would like, I can't climb a tree to save my life. <laughs> you having to put up with me. If we were in that situation, we'd be screwed. So it's Paul be speaking so like quietly as well. Like you won't want to alert anything. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'd be like, Paul, just go on without me. <laughs> You're at the airport, so we've not even got on the plane yet. <laughs> <laughs> Should have seen me when we went to Japan. I was like, Paul's really excited, like having um a beer in the um, lobby before we go, and I'm on mm. water and tea, and I'm like absolutely bricking myself getting on this plane. <laughs> I didn't That's why people have beers beforehand, Sophie. That's why you get merrily kind of like, Ugh, and then you you sleep through it. Or in my case, you go to the toilets three times and drive the person next to you insane. <laughs> so going back to Ellie then, basically, they have to ring Ellie, don't they, on the shit phone? Um, yeah. <laughs> to... <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't you see the cute little boy? Oh. I felt like that was you, Paul, when you were little, like loving dinosaurs, and then Barney comes on the TV and he's wanting. Do you remember Barney? I used to love Barney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him to bits, and he's like obsessed with little Barney. He's got the phone in his hand, obviously not knowing what's going down. Oh, the line, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I quite like this scene. It made me quite happy. It was the best part for me. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of so the, film, the film where nothing happens except he's what he's just in, a toddler enjoying his life. It's just cute. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's so adorable. And he's like dancing along to Barney. And I think I just, that, I had a connection there because that's me when I was little. I liked Barney. So I could get it. Whereas the rest of the film, I couldn't. <laughs> so that's, that's when the child almost kills them all because he's, he, he stops to watch Barney as well. So I think that, there might be like something subconscious there. So it's like, yes, they'll all die. <laughs> just, just... As long as the little boy's happy watching Barney, <laughs> he deserves to die, the rest of them that have decided to go on this island. So then that, that's basically the Spinosaurus attack, isn't it? Yeah. Which again, it's not it's not a bad scene. It's all right. I mean, I'm pro- unfortunately, it's... it's the visibility is not the best, and cutting away to a nice, bright suburban neighborhood is quite jarring. It's kind of like you know, 
you, that was the thing with Spielberg with the T-Rex in the original. You know, that entire bit with the T-Rex was just, you know, you let you get on with it. And then you go to the quieter bit. So you got that nice juxtaposition and all that kind of stuff. I yeah. hope that's the right word. Um, whereas this one kind of cutting between to, hello, how's it going? What a lovely neighborhood. It's just really, it's just kind of uncomfortable. And I remember it being uncomfortable in the cinema, like just blasting to quite a noise. Again, after you watch the T-Rex bit in the first one, after the T-Rex roars, I remember, you know, this is victory roar after it's not the car off. Yeah. There's that one big like piece to camera and it cuts to a quiet bit. And there's that lovely sense of relief you always get. You've suddenly realised you've gone through a really loud, um, action-packed bit and the film's given you that moment to just go, oh, you know. Whereas yeah, this laughs. one's kind of like, ah, oh, ah, oh, and you're like, oh, please. <laughs> Yeah, it just oh. yeah, it just get it builds the tension in the, in the wrong way almost mm. kind of thing. It's like it's jarring, like you say. But the part with this, I mean, I don't know as to maybe you may have an answer. I don't know, but from basically what she kind of got from what Alan said on the phone, if she got anything at all, to be fair, like how obviously near to come to the end part, how does she know what he said or where he is, kind of thing? That- I, again, I think they're just relying on. The audience feel that they're like coming Filling up with their own blanks, conclusions yeah. of that. Yeah, a lot of the writing in this film is just let the audience do it. Like the whole, how how's the kid survived on the island this time? How did he get T Rex <clears> pissed? <throat> how how did he get down but the other guy didn't? They're leaving it up to you to basically do it because the guy couldn't be bothered, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, um, and I think this is just one of those instances. He, I think he yeah. literally just says Ellie, Ellie, and then nothing else. So. What I how I rationalised it was he she probably knew he was going back to the island. He's probably told her. We never have a scene to establish That's... that he's told her. That would have been good, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it have been yeah, good? Exactly, he goes to yeah. and says, "I'm going back to the island." You, but even then, that doesn't make sense after thinking about it because he thought he was going to the original island. Yeah. So yeah. if that's the case, then the navy would have rocked up on the wrong island. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, so yeah, my theory is crap. I don't know how. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> There's your answer, Paul. Because I, I, I was on some things you were just thinking, yeah, maybe they, if, yeah, you'd leave it to your imagination that they had a conversation mm. about it, but then, yeah, you're right, because it's the different island anyway. So yeah, could, I think the only thing he says is, it's the river or something. It's like, what? Well, could but, she not track his That's nonsense. That? I guess if it's a satellite yeah, phone. Yeah, I was thinking, could the, yeah, could the track satellite? But even then, it's not his satellite phone. So, so unless he disclosed... <laughs> Who exactly who he, but then yeah but if he disclosed who he was going away with but they lied about their identity mm. she wouldn't be able to track them by their identity for them to track the satellite phone it doesn't make sense yeah yeah basically again um, you come up with it yourselves shut up i've got a paycheck i'm gonna spend it leave me alone right that's what i've done spielberg in doing this film i don't care about it that's that's the gist of, of the writing of this film mm. uh, which is frustrating yeah. because I don't like a film that doesn't give me an ending properly and explain it, where, you know, things left uncertain, like that is a nightmare for me. Like, you know, when the film just lets you decide. Yeah. And I, I will literally go, yeah. oh, what did you decide in your head was the way the film should end? Because I like to know. And Paul's like, well, you can make up your own. And I'm like, no, because I will literally just do what we've just done here, where I will make up several different scenarios and I will yeah. not know which one's true by the end of it. So, like, never put me on a cliffhanger or anything like that because I will literally drive myself insane. But 
<laughs> with Ellie what she does do it makes me feel a bit bittersweet at the ending like the fact that she sends in the military the army to rescue Alan and it's like you can see that there should yeah. be still a bit of a love connection yeah. there yeah they, they should be shouldn't they yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, it should be I mean it's great I mean I, I also love that she goes to that length mm. but at the same time how she <laughs> like this, this was made in another video that I watched she's a paleobotanist so the only other explanation is that her husband's in military or something. That's the only thing. Again, you've got to come up with it. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's no explanation at all. You've got to invent the reasons why this makes sense because the writer can be asked doing it for you. I mean, I don't, obviously, I don't want a writer explaining everything. I don't, you know, sometimes it is really, you know, it's important to let your audience think for themselves. Mm. Uh, but I think in this case, it, it's not. it's not that they're engaging with you. They don't want you to engage with the plot. If anything, they they want you to just shy away from it. They don't they don't want you to yeah. think too much about yeah. it. And if you do think too much about it, it's your problem. It's not mm. it's not art. It's not not the writers. It's it's your problem. Yeah. So it's just a film. That's what they'd yeah. say. It's yeah. just yeah. a it's film. It's just a get bums and seats. Yeah. 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 But to yeah. be fair, my other argument to this entire film again, which would make the film void is the army and the military weren't interested in going and searching for this boy on this island initially, only until Alan yeah. is on the island. Yeah. Because actually, if they'd have just got the, done the job in the first place and gone and rescued the boy and not left him to die, we wouldn't have a film. That's, good. That's actually a really good point that, 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 embarrassingly, I've never actually considered before. Why, why would they all go for this guy, but not another guy? Like a kid, you know, it's, it's weird. Like, um, yeah. why Not the rules will be different yeah. and privileges of yeah. your status in the you know, dinosaur world? I suppose I don't know. <laughs> it, it, would it would it have been a completely different film if instead of going to Alan Grant, they went to Ellie Sadler? Just went, hey, yeah, we want uh, you to go to this island. Oh, well, actually, we don't need to. I've got the uh, military right here. We'll go for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that yeah. fantastic. Yeah, that would have been a quick film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, maybe more enjoyable. I don't know, but. <laughs> <laughs> just before the ending though they, they obviously have the um the final confrontation with the raptors yeah which which is wonderful again it's another it's another high point of the film where where apparently if you blow through a, a cad carved piece of wood uh shaped like a a raptor's voice box you'll sound exactly like a raptor which is fantastic. That's that's incredible. That you tried, yeah. Alex. <laughs> You'd like one, you? You, you, you? If someone gave that to you, was a gift, like, yeah, I made up. I can sell it. <laughs> 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 but, but, to be fair, if you ever go back and rewatch Jurassic Park three, when you hear that noise, that's actually what sadness sounds like. That's what my sadness sounds like. It's that noise. It's. <laughs> 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 If so, if you did it as well, you'd I'd be my my lounge staring wistfully up, going, "No, no, I I hear you. I'm sad. I'm sorry, <laughs> terrible." <laughs> and then the raptors nod lovely, lovingly, don't they? And yeah. Like, ah, yes. We, we respect you, our king. <laughs> you returned the egg to us, and we are noble raptors. We will bid you adieu. Enjoy yourselves at the island. <laughs> Goodbye. What I found weird was when they took the eggs hmm. back. Yeah. Like. The fact I know this sounds really strange to put them in the mouths, and I think, well, they've got like eating machine teeth, like, but I'm going to put a fragile egg in my mouth. <laughs> put on <them> sneezes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Drop it. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know how I thought they were going to carry.
carry an egg, but I just didn't assume. <laughs> yeah. Didn't have a post. <laughs> That'd be such a brilliant ending. It's if it's spending time from chasing them, and one of them just actually it eats it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just like, it trips, oh. Over, trips over and it's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> to say they're like a bird related animal like if that happened to a bird it, how are they going to get that egg back in the nest they're not are they no, let's be honest no so I don't really think this animal this dinosaur really could pick it and maybe I'm wrong but I just don't think it looked realistic because it's like the way it did it and I'm thinking it's got such sharp teeth it would literally just break you can drop an egg like that yeah I think, I think, I think that's a good point I mean, no, to be fair, I think because they, they were mostly animatronic in that scene, I think. I'm right in yeah, saying that. Much, so yeah, I think yeah. they just probably tried it with the hands, but I think the whole animatronic leaning forward to grab something probably looks so ridiculous. They're like, just just use your face. It's like, okay, I can bend <laughs> down forwards. That's easy enough to do. Yeah, <laughs> just craning your neck forwards. And then I think that's pretty much, yeah, like I said, then the military comes in, they're all in the helicopters or whatever, and they realise that Billy is actually been saved. Oh, yeah, that was like the not-so-nutshell of, like, if you yeah. wanted somebody to be alive, it was like, I didn't really care. You know, like, in the yeah. end, when normally yeah. you have that scene, yeah, you're it, like, it was, oh, yes, Billy's alive. Like, yeah, it was like, oh, you're, oh, you're here. You're actually alive. How did you actually survive that? Yeah. In fact, he, he floated all the way down river with his mangled corpse. And they just found him at the end, like 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 in pieces. Like, Every moment I live is agony. It's like, don't worry, Billy, we've saved you. you know? <laughs> Can I say this is one of my worst endings in any film ever? I, I just remember it's mostly from being a kid, but I just remember the film just ends. It yeah, just the last line is again. like, "Let's go home" or something. It's like. Really? Yeah, that, but it's etched into my brain. It's etched into my brain. It's it's the it's the guy in a tuxedo stood on a beach by himself. That that shot is etched into my brain because that was where it heralded the most disappointing ending of, of my, my life at that stage. Where <laughs> where they didn't try to to have a satisfying ending. They couldn't they didn't know how to end the film. So they just put a guy on a beach going, Doctor Grant and then the military appears out of nowhere. Like, like, literally, T Rex from the first film when it kills the raptors. Like, <laughs> Jesus! I mean, yeah. you don't even see helicopters yeah. in distance when, not like, really. when he's on beach. Well, not really. Well, they just appear. Yeah, it's just, it's just nonsense. It's, it's, and then, yeah, it just for me that was when it kind of solidified with his awfulness. Before then, there was that desperate hope that something was going to happen, like the T-Rex might come back and, and fight the Spinosaurus or something. Obviously, they're all kind of like childhood fantasies at the time. Mm-hmm. But it just ends. And I just remember that compounded disappointment. And then that's why I hate this film. And to this day, every time it screws up, even now, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you did screw up, didn't you? I'm kind of <laughs> like now the evil stepsister and, and the film Cinderella. Where it's just kind of like you spit it on it and you're getting it to do more stuff because you ate it so much. (laughs) (laughs) Which is strange because, like, obviously the original two films and also the Jurassic World, like, I would never have thought there was a film like this that's kind of making the Jurassic World. Yeah, tarnishing the franchise, yeah. Yeah. I just don't really think it should be a film, which it sadly is, but, and thanks for making (laughs) us watch it. No. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. 
you know, it's not like we've got anything else to do with this time. So you just thought we'd waste it on Jurassic Park 3. To be fair, I do. I don't think it's even the worst Jurassic Park film now because I did watch Fallen Kingdom recently. And mm-hmm. oh, that, 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 that's horrendous. The thing about Jurassic Park 3 compared to Fallen Kingdom, so I had to go at this film for not having anything to say at all, which it doesn't. With Fallen Kingdom, it had, it had a lot to say and I had no idea how to say anything. Um, it, it's kind of like, um, I, I have no idea what his arguments were or anything, but it would just say things and it was thinking it's quite profound. And it ended up having about 15 messages that went over itself, but it somehow managed to be as stupid as Jurassic Park 3, which meant, meant, for me makes it worse. Like It just frustrates me so much. Whereas Jurassic Park 3, because it is so dumb and because it's so minimal effort, you know, you can kind of see it for what it is, mm. which is bad. Whereas yeah. Fallen Kingdom is like a, a, a profound yeah. level of trying too hard and still being very bad. Whereas this film's not trying and it's being bad. The same level. So, yeah. Still bad, though. I still hate it. Okay. Passionately. Talking about it makes me hate yeah. it more. <laughs> <laughs> I think then, if you're ready to give it a scoring of some description, I think we'll go to that. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, so we normally score ours one to yeah. ten. So obviously ten right. being the lowest, Alex. So if you want to score right. it a ten, then uh, I feel like you're trying to trick me here. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it possible to have a? Is it possible to have um, a, a third phone out of ten? Would, would that be a? Would that be a score? <clears throat> uh, if you're letting me go first, I'll say it's a it's a four out of ten for me, and. Um, because there, there is there is some good bits in it. I, I, I do the, the Tyrannodon stuff is mostly really well done. I just I I I I, I hate lazy writing. Like it's a massive pet peeve of mine. If you if, if you're not engaging with what you're you're doing, then why should I engage with it? You know, I really I really detest it. I don't like it at all. And it just shows a contempt of the audience. You're just going in for your paycheck. I mean, fair enough. You know. It's your living, you're entitled to get your wage and all that kind of stuff. But if your job's entertaining, you know, entertain, man. So for me, it's a four out of ten. There's still craft there. There's still, you know, outside of the writers, there's still people trying to do a good job, you know, um, doing the best. Yeah. But but it's just yeah. a really pop film. It, it followed two films that I really loved as a kid, and it managed to take a, a, a ginormous turd all over <laughs> it. Um, which, I'll never forgive it for. It's, it's kind of like the thing. I've always said about Jurassic Park, you know, there's better films out there and, you know, smarter films. But for me, it's always my favourite film because there's that young part of me that, that loves it. And it's that same young part of me yeah. that will never forgive this film. <laughs> always hates it. And, and that's why. So I'm as a pragmatist, I'm giving it a four. As, as a seven-year-old, I'm giving it a, a minus 5,000. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. That's <laughs> no, right. When that's a good thing, I'm on the same page as you with the scoring on that. So it'll be a four out of ten for me. There's the, the, the whole thing of it's still, you know, the the dinosaurs like the raptors, like when you kind of see them up close. That and there's, there's, they're trying the hardest with what they've got, really. But there's some shots that it, it just doesn't look up to scratch with what it's obviously it's not going to compare with the first one anyway. But it's this like the story and the the characters themselves are just. So like last the story plods along at such a boring pace, even though it's hour and a half, it just drags. The mm. you know they try and have the music um, I noted down. It was obviously original scores by John Williams, but new music composed and conducted by 
Don Davis. So it's kind of like trying to. I'm sorry to interrupt you scoring, but that, that's a that's a good point we had touched on. The, the music, have you noticed, like with, with this and like um, the Star Wars films, people mm-hmm. really struggle copying John Williams. Like they're yeah. really like like Michael Giacchino, he's a fantastic composer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But his John Williams scores, I think, suck. <laughs> like yeah. Rogue One sounds flat and awful. And every time he kind of like he's about to break out the Star Wars theme, he, Kind of like the dare, dare. Oh, yeah, and Don Davis. This score is just—it doesn't seem to get the timing right, the pacing of the music right, and they—they they, they, they somehow do all the everything wrong. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's I, trying I, to I, recapture that, but it's—it just doesn't—it doesn't work the same way, and it's—it's it's a bit disappointing in that regard as well. And it's yeah, yeah. So it's obviously as a younger, it's kind of like overlooked it a little bit, but now it just more more I've seen it, especially this watch. It's kind of like, oh my god, this is just so terrible. But yeah, it's still, it's still dinosaurs at the end of the day, so I can't be too harsh on Christmas, I suppose. It's dinosaurs and a big screen is 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 clutching that. Yeah. And the and the, 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 the Tyrannodon scene is probably the best part of it, like you pointed out as well. The, one of the only good parts of it, to be fair. But <laughs> and it's but and you, it gives the points for I guess just having a laugh really about it. It is so bad you can laugh about it, and 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 we're also, also going to find out what Sophie thinks of it now. And it's it's all about you, Sophie. It's the first time you've watched it. I don't have the love of dinosaurs or Jurassic Parks as you two do. Mm-hmm. I only love it because you love it, mm-hmm. really. That's like literally the only reason I would like watch it and sit in the pouring down rain when we did for Jurassic Parks. Mm. Yeah. It's because of you, you know. Otherwise, that won't be like on my bucket list of oh, I must go see this film live and. Or see any of the other ones, yeah. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have done. The only reason why I probably would have seen Jurassic World is because of Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. It's quite dishy. That that helps. That would be the only. More reason. love hearts, Paul. More love hearts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know about that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's him, and then it'll probably be, uh, definitely Ryan Reynolds. Basically, yeah. I don't have that kind of nostalgia child connection as you guys do I think with this film it was really slow going I don't think I really enjoyed it that's why I started doodling like literally 30 Mm. minutes in will I watch it ever again no I don't I don't don't expect you to and I don't think to be honest I don't think I have any real desire to watch it Uh, certainly I'm gonna buy you tickets to watch it in the rain please no It feels like a little bit of half an hour, like an hour and a half of your life wasted. You don't get any answers. Nothing's coherent. It's really... Got to fill in the blanks where you can, yeah, just to make this sort of story make sense. Yeah, and you've just got to kind of take it for what it is. There's no actual character that shines and stands out and I think, oh, I really would like, apart from Ellie, I think, probably to be one of my friends so that she can call the military if I get in a little bit of a pickle. Like, literally, that would be the only reason. (laughs) There's nobody that I think, oh, I really hope that they survive. You know, that element of wanting somebody to to kind of go through this hard, rough kind of patch and then want them to come out of the other end. I don't care. Like, you could all die on that island, and I wouldn't really Mm. care. To be honest, I think it might be a better ending. And I, I know that Silas daft. <laughs> but for no, me, no, no. By the end of it, I was on board. I was on board, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, the dinosaurs are weird. They look strange. And obviously I'm not like you guys who knows what the dinosaur names are and what they should look like. Like I actually said to you, I want the Spinosaurus or whatever you were saying. 
I was like, is that actually a real dinosaur? Does that actually look like one? At the time, that's what they thought it looked like, yeah. Recent studies, like I said, it's more just like look aquatic, but it's the same principle is there with how it looks with the spine and the, the snout and everything. But they still don't know like if it had, like if they have feathers or not. They they're still having big fights about that. I think I mean, if it's aquatic, then it shouldn't. It should be more scaly. That's yeah. my. Could be a, a wet chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I cannot, and I'm so sorry. I think it's going to be a three. Um, Do not apologise. No, don't, don't, no, no, no need to apologise for this. So we would have to apologise if you gave it nine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're like, what? I'd slap this laptop shut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I just, I like Jurassic Park and I like Jurassic World, but I would not watch the third one. I don't think, I think stop while you're good you know like why make another one and ruin everything that that's my principle mm. yeah well we've got the other one what um coming out is that 2022 now for the next one probably yeah, yeah. and they're getting like uh, they're getting all the original three back from the first film to be in this one i'm just a bit concerned because colin trevor really for me he's just a bit kind of seven out of ten in the nicest way he's, he's not really done anything for me that like like blows me out of the water. I think. Yeah. I've, I, I, I think I've said to you, Paul, before. Um, for me, Dominion. If it's a seven out of ten film for me, that'll be fine. You know, that's what I want. But I do not want a Fallen Kingdom again. No, I do I don't not want really, that. Really, this, no. this nonsensical mess, which which does nothing except feel filler between Jurassic World and whatever they try to do with this one. Because mm-hmm. I think basically my impression of Jurassic World is he's trying to do Planet of the Apes, like the new films. Yeah. But he's gone about yeah. it really dumb and the other thing i feel about these films are he's done jurassic world he made a name name for himself he got the star wars job and he stayed on as executive producer with the second one but he's kind of like hey i'm moving up star wars man i'm fine then something's happened where he's not done the last star wars film for the record i think his star wars film probably would be better in the nicest way Mm -hmm. (laughs) and now he's come back and now he cares about jurassic world again and he's going to make it good so i do think the next film's going to be better than Fallen Kingdom. I just don't think it's going to touch the first one for me at all. No. Uh, I don't think it'll get close no. to the second one either. But I think it'll, it'll, it could be better than Jurassic World. And for me, that'll be fine going forward. <laughs> and if he screws up Ian Malcolm, if he screws up Ian Malcolm, no, it's, it's a four out of ten. <laughs> Hopefully it gets more than like one couple of sentences of dialogue. Or, like, you know, like what... You didn't even feel like Ian Malcolm in... Fallen Kingdom, to be honest, it is just kind of like um, it's just kind of like Jeff Goldblum on set. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. hey, yeah. Just read this. It's like, ah, ah, ah okay. Ah, ah. I think we will wrap <laughs> the podcast up there. So, thank you very much for joining on this episode, Alex. No, thank you very much for having me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you want to? You are on a Twitter mostly now, aren't you? So, if people want to obviously tweet at you about. Um, oh, love for Jeff Goldblum or whatever. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, my, my my Twitter is it's it's sometimes political, but it's mostly retweets of stupid things and occasional dumb thoughts. I have if if that sounds interesting to you, then it's uh it's at awesome Morris. That's M O R R I S. Um, it was a joke. I don't actually think I'm awesome. I'm not. I'm not a douchebag. It was just a kind of like, hey, hey, awesome instead of Alex because I'm a really smart person. And uh, that that was about it. So if you do want to follow, perfect. If not, all cool. All cool, man. 
But thank you for so much for having me. I've, I've, I've had a really good time talking about it. Yeah. Uh, not so much remembering it, but talking about it. Definitely. <laughs> Maybe not, yeah. Right, so if you want to check out all our other episodes, you can, of course, find us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and wherever else you might get your podcasts from. And, of course, we are also on Twitter and Instagram under the handle SP underscore film viewers if you want to follow us on there so i hope you really enjoyed our chat with alex as well and all our thoughts <laughs> and the wonderful film that is jurassic parks three definitely don't watch it um, <laughs> but definitely listen to us and see what you think and hopefully you'll have a little bit of a laugh along the way especially with alex and his animated way of saying things Thanks. which definitely makes us laugh yeah. <laughs> yeah and we'd definitely love to have you again as a for an episode in the future as well mate Something nicer to watch, please. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank yeah. you. So thank you very much, and we'll speak to you next time. Speak to you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>